feeling great. I'm feeling good. I got my feet up right now. Yeah, you which look is relaxed. Nice. I am relaxed. I'm relaxed. I'm excited to be here. I don't know if you're as relaxed as I am. I feel like I'm in just zen mode. Again, I was trying to think of a cool rhyme with sauna, but I can't think of one. That would have been a good follow-up, though. You are in zen mode. Benny Hanna. I'm sitting in the sauna, about to grab me some Benny Hanna. What's up? Pretty mama. Oh, let's go. Look at that. Let's go. Watch out, Jack Harlow. Record labels coming. Cole Hazenfield is sign coming. me. Contact my agent. <laughs> oh, shucks. Welcome. Open us up. Open us up, Hayden. Well, off. Welcome back to another episode of Unscripted Exchanges. I don't know why I kind of added a weird accent there or a twang, but we're happy to have you guys tune back on in. We are continuing to grow and learn new things with each and every episode um and we've got some great uh, stuff fired up for tonight as well really great stuff thanks for that introduction hayden that was that was enthusiastic what do you rate that seven i would rate it a four and a half i, I wasn't that good i was seven out of a hundred <laughs> okay well that's 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 more like it it was good it was good did you see uh i I know we're going to jump into something like interesting here. Did you see everything we talk about? By the yeah, way, is interesting. So to you us, don't need to to us. Yeah. You see, Elon Musk like got they bought Twitter and he's taking it private. Yeah, he basically uh, made a power move. So sick. Yeah, I I uh, respect the move. Now, there are people that are saying that that's not good. That a multi-billionaire can just go in and kind of take over a company. Um, But there are plenty of other billionaires that have similar situations where they own very large media companies and they can certainly influence things because they own the company. Well, I guess the question is like, is it wrong though? I mean, again, it's all relative, but... I mean, he if he had the money and the the board agreed to it, and he bought the company for a fair price. Oh yeah. So uh, you know what I mean, like that whole the, even like the people that are out there. This is a little judgy, but I'm like kind of stuck it up. Like, yeah, you could be a little irritated with it, but the dude had the money, and it's not like he like bought it for pennies on a dollar or something. I mean, he bought it for like what the company was worth. Yeah, he paid a and little anybody, bit of that premium. Anybody that had stock in Twitter, like. Walks away. Money. Yeah, walks away with like a good, a fair, fair price. Now the only thing that the only catch is there is like the people that were like, "Well, I didn't want to sell my Twitter stock," and when the board all agreed to it, like that they don't really have a choice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know all the specifics around that. I guess my my question for you, and again, this is a very touchy uh, topic, but what do you think? should be allowed on Twitter versus what are some things that you don't think should be allowed? And maybe you think everything is allowed to be on Twitter. Well, I'm going to let you answer that first because I don't use Twitter that much. So for my answer, it's going to be more generalized around like social media. Okay. So, I, yeah, I just don't. I mean, I, I've always told myself I'm going to, but it's one of those things that I've just never used it a lot. I know that's probably like kind of crazy to a lot of people that are like, I mean, a lot of people. A lot of people use Twitter for certain things. I just never have. I, mean, I have an account, and like I follow a lot of people, but like with crypto, like crypto traders and stuff. But 
I told myself I was going to get all my crypto trading secrets off there. Then I just never like, like <laughs> never. I, like I had this like rush. Like okay, somebody told me I knew somebody that made a ton of money off of crypto, and he's like, "This is what you do. Here's who you follow. Go follow what I do." Okay, I did it. Then I like fall like checked it like for like a couple weeks, and I stopped. So I guess I'm not a good person to ask that specifically about Twitter. So I'll kick it back to you. Is what kind of content do you think is okay on Twitter, and do you think that we're going to see like a negative out a negative outcome from Elon taking it back to a private company. I'll answer the last question first. No, I don't think we're going to see any negative outburst with Twitter because Elon now has decided to turn it into a private company. Right. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. No, I, I think it's going to actually continue to um, succeed and actually grow. I think Elon's got a lot of good ideas, uh, features that he wants to uh, roll out and help enable it to grow even larger, uh, such as maybe like an edit feature, um, maybe even increase the character uh, length on okay. a tweet. I think it it's at like 160 mm-hmm. and i think that was actually changed a few years ago from like 140 to 160 don't quote me on that i could be wrong but anyhow i, 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 think, I wrote that down in my <laughs> i think he's got some good ideas that he wants to uh again roll out so we'll see what comes there but yeah in terms of what i think is off limits that's a really tough question to answer i mean we live in the greatest country of them all uh-huh. and freedom of speech uh, now, I know there are definitely some nuanced situations where freedom of speech, like there there can be a point where your speech can then turn into like hate speech or threatening. And that's where, you know, you're then breaking the law. But right. I guess how I use Twitter and this maybe will help me answer my, my question. Twitter to me is basically a diary, a public diary. Like I write down like thoughts uh-huh. that cross my mind. They're opinions. Sometimes they're facts. Sometimes they're not. Right. And people can choose to see what I've posted out there, whether they agree with it or not. There might be something that seems really outlandish, which by the way, I don't think I really post anything outlandish, but again, uh-huh. it's all relative at the end of the day. Like why can't I post that, you know, I'm going to be a 200 billion there i kind of throw that out there like someone might be like what is he talking about like that's that's ridiculous you know it's an opinion right who who cares like i have every right to say that i'm gonna make x you know number of dollars over. right well you're just yeah like and you that's said. the first example that came to my mind or you know it's a way to like it's a way to just like put your thoughts out in the world almost a little bit yeah and i think people it's actually, I think, a fact now. They've done a lot of studies out there where Twitter promotes risky behavior because people are just so used to firing off just anything that comes to their mind. Uh-huh. They get very heated or they take things personal whenever they see something that you know challenges their beliefs or just, yeah, maybe it is a really asinine comment mm-hmm. and it can turn into a really disgusting place to be. But, and that's, that's where it gets, yeah, there's some gray area of, well, what do you allow on Twitter versus what do you? But again, if people have certain thoughts about, 
I don't know, how they want to live their life, whether that's, you know, their religious beliefs, you know, what they believe is healthy for them. Like, who are we to say, no, that shouldn't be allowed out there? Well, I think that's like the catch, though, is, again, why you like what you use Twitter for and then like going in, like just knowing like what what you're what you're bound to like run into, right? It's kind of it's kind of like if you were to go in a room with a million people, you're gonna find a, like people with different opinions and and have different points of view and different experiences. Yep. So you've got a platform that's got what nine hundred million users, I think worldwide, or around a billion users. They're all going to have different opinions and everything. So it's a big social experiment to an extent. I mean, that's that's what all social media is. But Twitter is a social experiment. But you only get like a short version of it unless people like do multiple tweets at the same time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you get the character limit. Yeah. So imagine if I were to come to you with something and instead of explaining it all out, I just said, I don't like your haircut because I only, I only had a short amount of time. Right. That's what Twitter is to me. Like yeah. you only get a little bit of a little blurb to say something or share something versus being able to explain it all out. Maybe that's why I haven't ever liked Twitter that much. It's because you just get snippets of stuff. Then you can go links and stuff like that, but it's not like a full story of information. But that's anything in life these days. I mean, our podcast, someone could literally, you know, only listen to five seconds of a conversation. Right. It could be taken out of complete context. Right. So I guess if you don't like Twitter or like you're upset about something, then don't use it. Right. right. Like, <laughs> Just delete it off your phone. Yeah. I guess that's, that's the, you know, take that I, I would share there is if you're really upset about, you know, let's say Elon coming in, taking over and you think it's going to be bad or you, you think that there's all these people saying things that you don't agree with. Okay. Yeah. That you, you're entitled to your opinion as well. But if that bothers you, then, you know, just, well, it's like the gray area, too, <laughs> of, like, free speech. Yeah. Like, again, like, what's the right answer? I mean, at the end of the day, like, we, free speech is, we're human beings. We're allowed to say what we want to say and have our opinions. And so it's like. But, I mean, you're, that, that's you're the right. Catch. You're it's right. the catch. And I don't really want to get into this because, yes, there is free speech, but there is speech that you can say that can get you in trouble. Well, like, hate speech and stuff like that. Well, yeah. yeah. When I say in trouble, I'm saying. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to freedom of speech. I, I guess the yeah, I, I guess too. The thing is, is like, is there a right answer? Right. Believe I mean, it right, at that. Right, I don't think there is. Right, I don't. I don't think there is. there is. I mean, because you're whoever you try to appeal to, you're not going to appeal to somebody else. And whatever you try to adhere to on this level, it's not going to be right for these this group that feels this way. Yeah. So. Again, a platform like Twitter or any social media platform, or really like any—I mean, any any platform on the internet—is there's is there's just not a, a right answer to like what should or shouldn't be there. I think it's it's up in the air. I don't I don't know. I yeah, mean, there's no there's easy stuff answer. I disagree. And with. We don't have right. There's like stuff that I'd be like, absolutely, I don't you know, I don't want to see that. I don't think it should be allowed out there. Right. You know, but that's from that's coming from my point of view with my beliefs and stuff. So it's a totally loaded thing too. It's a yeah. loaded question, loaded answer. But speaking of Elon, the guy does Holy a million God. different things. Where do you think he gets his energy? Or like, do you think it's possible that he's not a human being? He's definitely a human being. 
I think uh, <laughs> I think I, El- I think he's just started like. So I saw this. Elon's a fun topic to talk about always, but I saw this uh, picture on Instagram. Actually, you might have seen it too. It was like a, one of the things I follow, and it was like six companies started by Elon Musk, and all six companies were worth over a billion dollars. So it was like the boring company, solar, whatever solar company is, okay. Tesla, PayPal, like two others, and they were all worth uh, over a billion. Space all worth over a billion dollars, mm-hmm. and um, it's and I was just like thinking to myself, how freaking crazy, how wild is that? This dude, that's not only he's not started only he's, he hasn't only just started one multi-billion company or two billion dollars. You know, he's got six different companies that he has started and led, and they're all worth over a billion dollars. That's insane. He's got a great track record. Well, right, and and so I guess it begs the question of like, how much of it? And I know this this might be like a a, a total deep like a total rabbit hole, but how much of that is the the but the domino effect of once you've been successful once with one you gotta get track record then people then you get a second one it's all of a sudden like everything you touch people want to get behind it like it's a good idea because you said it's a good idea and with that kind of like influence and resources like why i just like this like why why wouldn't you be successful with other ventures right, right. if you were to come to me as i have a billion dollars i'd say what kind of crazy ideas can we come up with like the odds of us probably making it work because we can pour enough money into it are probably pretty high. So I guess like my thoughts with Elon are is like once he had success a couple times, then he was really able to like think outside the box. And the coolest part about him is that he's using his money to do it. And there's people like Bill Gates and other you know entrepreneurs that are philanthropists and also like I mean Bill Gates is doing a ton of philanthropy and he's also the largest. Uh, Landowner in the United States. I don't know if you knew that. No, he owns like eight hundred sixty thousand acres of land in the United States. Yeah, look it up. You can fact check. It sounds like an entire state. He owns a uh, largest private landowner in the United States of America. Um, but he's got plans to do stuff with that. But my point is, is that it's neat to see Elon. It's 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 exhilarating. It's like it's motivating. Like this dude's got the money and he's doing something with it. Like he's not just buying houses. He's not just buying cool cars. Like he's probably doing all that shit because he's got he's worth two hundred seventy billion dollars, right? But he's also like taking that money and going, okay, like I want to build a spaceship. Let's like how much money is it going to cost? I want to build electric cars. How much money is it going to cost? And now it's like okay, I want to do this. I want to buy Twitter. Okay, like. I don't agree with that. Like, I'm going to use my money and do what I want to do. And to an extent, that is so, so sick. He's actually like, it's cool to see somebody that's at the top of the game like that, but it's not sitting on his keister going, I'm just rich and I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, he literally is like, I'm I'm going after it still. He's using his money to to influence the world. Yeah, he's actually solving big problems problems that are going to help change the world for the better at least that's the goal that he has so yeah kudos to him and everything that he's trying to do it'll be interesting to see uh how spacex does i know he wants to take people to to mars and build a civilization there <laughs> same with you know bezos and there's a few others that are it's in the just running. it's just sweet and it, you ever heard the uh i mean you probably had conversations with people of like well, if I had a billion dollars, like or that, I you know I 
solve world hunger, or I'd, and it's just neat to like have somebody that has billions of dollars and is actually doing stuff to like better us, like using the money. That that's cool. Like, but as we've said time and time again, just because we think that he's bettering society, we'll use Twitter again as an example. People might complain that that's not a good use of his time and money, and it's like. Okay. Well, it's his money. I'm doing it. We're not going to go down that path. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Yeah. No, I think it's also a numbers game, though, because, look, he's had those $6 billion companies, as you mentioned, but what you don't know, or maybe you do, is all the failed companies that he had. I don't know them off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's numerous companies that he tried starting that just didn't really go anywhere. Oh, I'm sure they have. Yeah, you just don't hear about them. Right. And the thing is, like, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and fail. Failure is the greatest way to learn. I mean, it sucks. No one likes failing, but... Well, that's why you don't hear about all his failures, because all the failures don't matter because he was successful in this, right? So, like, you're not... Nobody's going... We don't know all the times he did fail. Right. Like Elon is an example. You don't know all the times other people that you see, you see as successful have failed because you just look at the successes. Like you can swing a thousand times and miss, but when you finally hit that grand slam. Like that's what that's what people are going to remember. Right? They're not going to remember the thousand misses. Right. And I, I would think not to speak for Elon because I have no idea. But you know him personally. <laughs> yeah. How I would think when and I'll I guess. Let me use myself as an example. I, I've tried to start a few what I'll call micro-businesses that have just been a flop, but I don't really look at them as failures. By definition, yeah, they're, they failed. You know, They weren't multi-million, billion-dollar companies. Right. That was you know the plan at one point in time, but I learned a ton mm-hmm. from th- putting myself out there and you know throwing out these ideas. They didn't really go anywhere. I mean, one lasted for about three years. One lasted for about six months. Um, But I learned so much. And that's awesome that I was able to basically just go out not knowing what I was doing and just learn on the fly. Now, some people might say that's not the right strategy, but, you know, I'm giving it a shot. And, again, I think it's also a numbers game. I might have a hundred bad ideas, but there's just that one that I need. And that takes. one could just takes. be, yeah, the one that everyone knows me for. Um, and yeah, I, I just, going back to my original, you know, thought there, I, I think it's important to continue to try new things. And if you don't quote unquote succeed, don't really look at it as a failure. It's part of the process as you grow and, yeah, that failure. You succeed at the end of the day. You're still growing. Failure is like a misconstrued word, is right? What, is what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's a mindset mm-hmm. too. It's it's not so much like failure. It's it's not so much black and white as it is like okay, this one didn't work out. Let's move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, a a. It's just not again. It's not black and white like a lot of things aren't. It's more like that's interesting you said that because I think. Um, it is a numbers game to a certain extent. Like it's, it takes a lot of swings and a lot of ideas. And again, too, like you said, I mean, how many ideas have you had where you've looked into it a bit and then you didn't do anything with it? A lot. Yeah. Right. That's not failing. That's just, no, that's just 
looking at it and say, okay, this maybe I'll, maybe I'll dive into it, spend a couple of days on it. Right. And after I've done my research, I'm not going to do it. That doesn't make you a failure or make you a bad. It, it just means it wasn't the right idea. So I think that's super cool. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, ideas are currency. And I stole that from James Altucher or Ulcher. Who's that? He's a multimillionaire, um, creative guy. Uh, he's written a few books. I read his book, I don't know, five or six years ago. Um, he was in the crypto. Fascinating guy. I'd love to have him on. I think we have a good opportunity to get him on. Actually, fun fact, Billy had him on his show. Did he really? Yeah. Dude, we should ask Billy to get us the hookup. Yeah, maybe. But uh, where I'm also going with that is he had this idea <laughs> where he would promote write down 10 ideas every day okay and continue to do that for one year how many ideas do you have so do you have carryover ideas or do you have to come up with 10 new ideas every day 10 new ideas oh that'd be so tough yeah it's like building a muscle i mean it's definitely not easy and it gets you thinking now some days are going to be a lot tougher than others probably the first couple of days might be easy because like those are the ones that are fresh in your mind but it kind of helps you to start brainstorming and put together, you know, your thoughts out on paper. Uh-huh. Now, of those ideas, 99% of them are probably junk, but at least you're kind of filtering or getting those thoughts out there and you can actually see, okay, yeah, this one might actually be worth, you know, investigating, doing some customer research a little bit further where, okay, I've seen this written down, probably not something worth pursuing. Right. So, again, that goes back to it's a numbers game, and it's just really cool to, again, work that mind of yours and say, okay, I've got all these ideas. How many of these do I really think are worth pursuing? And, again, the next step would be customer feedback or research before you would actually go out and invest a whole bunch of money. At least that's what I would do. I wouldn't want to just completely go out and start something from scratch. Well, I mean, at least not a tech company. That's probably, is. A, it's like not a. That's, I mean, success comes in all different facets and stuff. But I would say, like, that's a basic rule of, of like, yeah, figuring out if there's a need there or if you can create one. But again, there is no. Uh, I like that ten ideas thing. Yeah, I I need to pick it back up. There is no right recipe for success. Everyone has their own story, which is awesome. Like, you are the author of your story. Create something great. You want to build that legacy. Makes me think of journaling when you said that. Yeah. I used to do that. I do it a decent amount now. I did, like, I have a, I'll have to track it down. I have a leather bound where I I actually got in the habit of doing it. This was three or four years ago. Okay. But I did it for seven or eight months like at least four or five times a week. So I've got like, I mean, you'll find gaps in it, but I've got this full book. I mean, this full leather bound notebook full of like, and I tried to stick to three core things. Like, what did I like about the day? Mm. Like, so, and and what I would like is it was what, what did I like and what went right? Yeah. What could I have done better? Yeah. What am I thankful for? Oh, nice. And I tried it. And the reason I, I stuck to those three is because, those were that. That means I could kind of funnel my thoughts. Yeah, I could go to bed on a positive note. I could have something to maybe work on the next day, 
and I could I could end with a like ending with gratefulness. Or you could start in your day. They always say start your day being grateful, end your day being grateful. Mm. Start your day with I'm just thankful to be up. I'm thankful for what I have. Right. That's a big. Uh, we could totally get on that segue because now that I'm thinking about it, that is such a good way to start your day. Like if you can start if you start your day instead of like shit. I don't want to get up. I don't want to be out of bed. I you know I got all this stuff going on. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to work out. Like that's that's you're starting day with negativity, but you start with like I get this opportunity. I'm thankful that I'm waking up in a in my home and I have the opportunity to go get paid, uh, make a living. I get the opportunity to go exercise my body, whatever the things are. Like that totally shifts your like your whole day. So ending my day with that was really cool too because it kind of segued into the next morning. Like I end the day, no matter how day, and I I should probably get back to that. Maybe I'll make maybe my our listeners will hold me accountable for that. Um, daily gratitude and Amanda my wife too man if you hear this you can give me a ton of crap if I don't do it um, but I, I think I'm gonna get back into journaling and, and maybe and just like I said following those three of like uh, you know what 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 like what was good about the day uh, what were some things that went right you know what could I improve upon what did I not like and then what am I great what am I thankful for grateful for that's I think that I'm gonna start doing that again that's that, awesome that was so nice but I had some some cool stuff in there some stuff I like cringed at when I went back and read it. I'm like, <sighs> but those are your thoughts. Yeah, well, not like, not not cringing and like, oh, I feel so bad about it. just like, like man, like that was a shitty day, or like, you know, or this or that. There were a couple of them like there were pages long where like mm-hmm. I, I went on a different rant about like, but it was very therapeutic. Oh yeah, I mean I've picked up that habit. I too have a couple of days or periods of time where I do not get out and write but it helps me get my day started gets my thoughts flowing uh-huh. properly i'm not as structured with mine as you are with yours um i mean sometimes i do something similar to that like what am i thankful for um you know what's going well where where do i want to improve in my life but mm. now it's more so okay in the morning like no judgments like these are just thoughts that come to my mind just right right you know, free flowing you know it could be a whole bunch of junk but at least i'm like using my brain and using my hand to write because i think a lot of people are constantly now mm-hmm. on their phones texting typing and not actually using the forgotten art form well, of actually and, writing and writing and there's something different about writing when you're writing that out and you're not writing it for anybody else. You're not texting somebody. You're not Googling something. You're not social media posting. Like, you're just writing something that you never have to share with anybody. Nobody else ever has to ever read. Yeah. So there's something genuine about that. Like, something real that comes out in the paper. Yeah, it's like a contract, or can be a contract, I should say, between yourself. Like, mm-hmm. it, that's you. And I've said it before on previous episodes, like, I have manifested a lot of stuff. I know that sounds cliche. We do say a lot of cliche cliche stuff, but it is true, and I truly believe it. Like, the power of writing stuff down, like, it's amazing the probability of stuff that actually comes to fruition in my life. Speak it into, speak it into existence. Yeah. Now, it's not just, okay, I have this thought where I'm going to become, you know, a millionaire. Okay, great. Like, what are you going to actually do? What am I actually going to do to go out and execute to become a millionaire? Like, I actually have to go put in the work. There's uh-huh. tactics to doing that. So, right. 
for those that are listening saying, oh yeah, all I have to do is just start thinking these thoughts and it's going to automatically come true. No, it's a step further than that. The first thing is to one, assess what it is you want. And two, it's to kind of come up with a game plan or a strategy for how you're going to achieve that outcome. And it could take, you know, six months, a year, six years, who knows? Only you know, and time will tell, but you got to consistently, as we preach, put in the time and the effort. There's going to be some days that suck, but you got to be willing to stick out that that journey, Mm -hmm. even when those days are a little bumpy. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the stuff that I don't end up writing down, like I just, I don't prioritize it then in my life. So how do I expect it to actually come true? Well, right. I mean, or or just a fleeting thought. Like, yeah, it's something that you're like, okay, I want to think about this. This is really important to me. And some, a lot of times, it is, but then it just falls to the wayside. Yeah, I'd also say that the brain isn't meant to keep so much inside. Like, you have to share some of it too. Whether mm-hmm. that is sharing it with actual other human beings or sharing it with just pen and paper. You know, you're putting your ideas out there because, as you said, you can't have these fleeting thoughts or these ideas, and if you don't record those sometimes it takes a while to you know dig those back up again or just yeah just like again you go six on the line and you come up with the same problem because you never address it the first time yeah well the same thought you're like man i i want to i want to i want to remember this this is the one that like this one sticks to me what should i do i like that a lot yeah And, and speaking of this i can't tell you the number of times i've been in a meeting and people just aren't taking notes which I'm being very critical here, but I'm the type of person that needs to write things down uh-huh. for me to fully retain and synthesize the information and understand like what are my next steps. It's just crazy that some people are, I guess, really good at being auditory learners versus like visual learners. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a visual learner first, so I guess... I'm just amazed by how many meetings, and I'm just repeating myself here, where people just aren't taking notes. And I think that's not a good use of time because I think there still are instances where even though people say that, yeah, I got a good memory, they're forgetting these key points. It's like, well, if I were taking notes or if you were taking notes, you might have remembered those. Well, right. And again, it's like uh, it's like a lot of the times when you don't take notes is when you needed to take notes too. So if you're consistently not taking notes then you're like consistently missing like some key points. Yeah. Like and notes don't have to be overly complicated too. To no. that point. Like they can be like free. They can be literally however. Just bullet points yeah, right. of the main things. Right. Yeah. So you can come back to them. Like, here's what I got out of it. Right. What yeah. are the next steps? What do I have to do here to keep this train moving? The other thing that I find very intriguing, maybe kind of crazy, <laughs> and I'm being critical still here, is the amount of meetings in my life where there's really no set agenda. Oh, you don't like that. You've mentioned that before to me. Now, there are there's a place in time for meetings or conversations that don't need to have an agenda. Right. But there are also plenty of times where you need to have an agenda. You need some structure. You need some constraints because it will help 
navigate that conversation in the right direction or you could go down all these different rabbit holes or you spend yeah or you spend way too much time on one thing because you because you did yeah right like well okay what was the objective of this meeting and you in the meeting it's like we didn't get anywhere close to that we spent an hour or 30 minutes of our time and got like went off in left field and talked about like what's going on in this you know over at the next door neighbor's house when we needed to figure out what was going on with our plumbing in our basement like exactly i mean seriously like i i can totally relate to that and and i have a um i struggle with that that's funny you said that cuz i struggle with that because i i walk into pretty much every if it's a, if it's a, a business interaction i've got an agenda like i know what i want i need to get out of that right mm mm-hmm. mhm and I struggle with maybe like not always sharing that agenda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know what I want to pull out, but if I if I don't share that and I think we all a lot of us struggle with that and then we get frustrated that we didn't get what we wanted out of it. Yep. Because we had the we're like, okay, this is what I wanted, but we didn't have it. We didn't communicate it beforehand or we didn't have it kind of laid out in a way that would do that. Um and that comes to like, you know, setting the scene or setting the setting the you know, preparing stage. in advance, setting the setting the stage, yeah, is like how can you have better in a meeting or business setting help set the stage for what you're trying to accomplish out of that and align with whoever else you're meeting with. Like what do we want to get out of this? Okay, here's what we need to flow down through. And then somebody's got to be the one that sets the agenda. I mean that's always a when somebody sets a meeting and, and they're not the ones that set the agenda, that's always challenging. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer to have an agenda for 95% of meetings. Like how I said, 95%, not 100%. Right. Um, because if you don't set an agenda, the amount of time where you've got people like all coming together into your meeting that you're leading and some people are probably trying to like figure out okay what are we meeting about again like what's the intention and like instead of them having to use that additional brain power to try to figure that out you can kind of make it a little bit easier by saying okay let me recap like what it is we're going to be talking about. Here's kind of, you know, the background. Like that's why I always kick off conversations with information such as, okay, here's everything we've discussed up to this point. Here are some of the questions that we have. Here are the outcomes that we're trying to achieve. That way I'm framing it up or setting, you know, the the stage for everyone versus diving, you know, completely head first right. on in because people, some people don't have the same level of context or information. Now, again, there are certain situations where people already have what they need and you don't have to go through all those details around, okay, this is what we've discussed in the past. Here's what we're trying to do, yada, yada, yada. But more times than not, I think it's beneficial to over-communicate than to make the assumption that everyone kind of knows what's going on because we all process information slightly differently. Well, and, and just having it like a simple, and by agenda, we're not saying, maybe what I'm reading, not reading is like agenda as in a strict schedule where you have five minutes for each topic. It's more of like, okay, here's the things we need to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Like some of these might be a 30 second, you know, or a yes, no question or yes, no answer. Some of this might be a, you know, 75% of the meeting might be discussing this one topic. Yep. But we got to have, like, here's what we want to get out of it. I think a good way to do that, uh, too, like, what that helps create is a more structured, like, if you think about an agenda beforehand and communicate that, 
it, it's also very helpful for how you communicate stuff too. Like mm-hmm. in general, how you orate it, how you approach it, and everybody's going to walk out of there feeling that they didn't waste their time. In any business setting, that is the number one thing. Is like I didn't. If I can walk out of a meeting and say like that wasn't a waste, an hour like an hour of my time that I never can get back. That means we accomplished something versus like sometimes you walk out and you go, I spent 45 minutes there and really the only answer I needed, I got in the first five. Yep. Like I didn't need anything else. Now, maybe if like there was more stuff we need to cover, great, but like that, we, we went in left field here. So yeah, besides having a set agenda, what I also try to do is set meetings to 30 minutes max. I hate meetings that are longer than 30 minutes uh-huh. because the point or the moment when you have meetings that are scheduled for longer than 30 minutes, that's where you give yourself room for deviating from your main, you know, talking mm-hmm. points. Right. And you go down these rabbit, you know, holes. And it's like, okay, this is not a good use of time. Let's try to reel this back in. I've had that happen before. So that's where I try to set up just 30 minute conversations, one hour max. I will not take a meeting that's longer than one hour. Now, Sure, there are definitely situations where I do have to take meetings that are longer than an hour, but more times than not, I do not. So is uh, is this this is kind of an out there thought, and I, we're getting a little little long on time here, but yeah, I saw you dozing off. Right I'm a little tired. Uh, what about how how can that translate to like communicate better? I have some thoughts on that, but how does setting agenda and work and professional? How can how can that be translated into like personal relationships? Uh that's a good question. I mean, I think that every conversation there's some type of intent. Now, it's always good to try to be transparent from the start. Mm-hmm. So like when you were talking about like personal relationships, like I guess it's just good to be completely open and whoever you're having that conversation with, like let them know, like, you know, this is how I'm feeling. And if there's, you know, a situation where the other person maybe made you feel a certain way, like let them know versus have them trying to guess like why you might be upset or feeling irritated, whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, I think you can apply like the, the thought process of like having a set agenda in like just the everyday conversation, like what am I wanting to kind of share with this person? Like let them know, like, why am I reaching out? Yeah. I think the, I think that what I was trying to pull out of you, if I asked you that question, I think you're spot on, but it's, it's not so much like, Oh, I need to have a set agenda. But when you, like for me with my relationships, my, my personal like relationships, the way, what I do it's not necessarily a set agenda, but it's a goal I have because people like to engage, and I only like, like I don't I don't want to just you know, I'm so busy. We're all so busy as adults. Like I don't mean busy in a negative way, like all oh, busy. I mean like legitimately, we have jobs. Yeah, we your have, time's being used well, on yeah X Y and Z. So yeah. if I'm gonna reach out to a friend or a coworker or a a, a parent or something, I'm not. I don't want to just like devalue. Like, I don't want to just take advantage of their time. I don't want to be like, hey. I I generally want to have like a reason why I'm calling or something to to get out of it or to offer, and so that part of like 
you know, I think some of us hesitate to like reach out to friends or something because, or or call people because we don't necessarily know what to say. Mm-hmm. But if you have some intent behind that, the conversation and the relationship will go a lot smoother. Yeah, and I also think there are plenty of times though where you can just not have an agenda with with a. Friend. I was reaching a bit with uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had me thinking a little a little too hard on that. <laughs> I think uh, we wrap things up. Uh, my agenda here for the rest of the evening is to, one, eat some good food, two, wind down, and three, fall asleep. That's my agenda. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for tuning on into another episode. We have a awesome guest coming on this Sunday, which the episode will air then Tuesday. Yep. Or should. Um, so really excited. We also have some other guests coming on. I know we said it the past couple of episodes, so, uh, continue to tune back on it. Stay tuned. We appreciate you guys. Yes. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.